Hey there, Prince of Peace. Nick here. Just jumping in to let you know that during our midweek Lenten services, we are showing brief five to six minute video clips from the series Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. The podcast you're about to hear is a reflection that followed the clip shown during the service. If you're able, we'd recommend that you pause now and watch this brief video. You can find this clip in the description below. So if you tuned in at 6.50 tonight or any time between then and 7, hopefully you were able to take a look at the clip that we showed from Mr. Rogers tonight. But if not, that's okay too. I'm going to give a little recap before I get into my message. So in the clip we saw tonight, uh, Mr. Rogers was doing a puzzle and Mr. McFeely comes over and rushes him to finish the puzzle. Very busy day and he takes the puzzle before Mr. Rogers is able to finish it. Mr. Rogers expresses frustration and anger uh, with being rushed and he channels that into pounding some modeling clay. So I'm gonna start my talk tonight by saying that planning for the talk this week has been a bit of a challenge. I know everyone has been impacted by the spread of COVID-19 and that many people's lives have been turned upside down. Stress and anxiety are running high and we are in deep need of grace and peace, a word of honesty and a word of hope. It definitely feels like there is an extra weight to sharing a message with everything going on around us, but here we go. I want to start by discussing the parable that comes after the verses that we just heard from Matthew's gospel. And the reason I want to begin here is because I had a bit of a reaction to tonight's topic of forgiveness and why it's so hard to forgive. I've had things that have happened to me that I'm working on forgiving, and I have had awful things happen to loved ones that feel unforgivable. And for this reason, I can relate a lot to Peter when he asks Jesus how often he should forgive someone who has wronged him. He suggests a number that feels pretty abundant to him, and Jesus responds with a much higher number of times than Peter expected, seven times 70. And Jesus expounds on this statement by telling a parable. Now the short version of this is that there was a king and a servant who owed the king approximately 150,000 years worth of wages. Now the number here alone is not significant, but what matters is that it was an insurmountable quantity and the servant would never be able to pay back the king. The king took pity on the servant and forgave the debt. And the servant immediately encountered a fellow slave who owed him 100 days worth of wages. Not anything to sneeze at, but a much, much smaller amount than what the servant owed. And the servant refused to cancel this debt and threw the slave into prison. One interpretation of this parable would be that we've been given abundant mercy in our lives and we should give that mercy to others in theirs. But is it really that simple? and easy. As I did some more soul searching this week, I came to find that my aversion to forgiveness had little to do with forgiveness itself and more to do with misconceptions surrounding forgiveness. We live in a forgive and forget culture and a society that elevates the power of positive thinking while shunning challenging emotions such as lament and the depths of sadness and anger. Our discomfort with these emotions leads to us rushing through forgiveness. Now, I'm currently a student at Luther Seminary, and I recently took a course on trauma, which could be described as suffering that doesn't go away. And it pains me to think that a forgive and forget culture would ever be thrust upon a survivor of trauma. 
because the very nature of trauma is that survivors can't forget because the memories persist. What if we were to envision forgiveness as a process rather than a forced and rushed moment? What if we were to embrace all of the uncomfortable emotions that we must walk through to be able to be in a frame of mind where we can forgive? The Mr. Rogers video tonight is a great example of this. Mr. Rogers was frustrated by his inability to finish the puzzle before Mr. McFeely came and picked it up and he didn't like being rushed. No one came to Mr. Rogers to tell him that he needed to forgive Mr. McFeely and on what timeline he needed to do that or that he needed to just get over it. Instead, Mr. Rogers named the anger he felt and explored it by pounding clay. He owned his anger and allowed himself to feel it and process it in a healthy way. What if we allowed ourselves and others the grace to wander our way through emotions rather than insisting on immediate forgiveness? Even God experiences challenging emotions in the forgiveness process. The psalmist from our psalm tonight declares he will not always accuse, nor will God keep God's anger forever. So God accuses and God gets angry and God passes judgment and also God ultimately chooses a posture of love and forgiveness toward us. So if God goes through a process of forgiveness, I think we can give ourselves a little grace to wander through this process as well. And it feels very pertinent to be talking about forgiveness as a process in a time such as Lent, a time of wandering in the wilderness. And this is a wilderness that cannot be skirted around or rushed through, but rather we need to take our time on the journey. Another source of discomfort I have surrounding forgiveness is that sometimes it feels disconnected to justice. I already said we can rush to forgiveness out of a desire to avoid the depths of anger and sadness that need to be processed. And also we can rush others to forgive in a way that leaves them feeling as if the sin done against them was okay or even justified. But forgiveness doesn't mean excusing what the other person did. In the parable, the king didn't tell the servant that it's okay that he owes the king that much money. Mr. Rogers didn't tell Mr. McFeely that it was okay to rush him into doing the puzzle. Forgiveness includes owning that what was done was wrong, and yet still choosing to release the other from the debt you feel they owe. And that is ultimately how I prefer to define forgiveness, as a release or a letting go. And I think the parable models this beautifully by discussing debt. Forgiveness can be seen by releasing people from the debt we feel they owe us. And this can be so incredibly challenging because letting go means relinquishing control. And we are people that like control, especially in our current climate where lives are upended and it is impossible to know what's coming next. Especially in circumstances such as these, we crave control. And that immense hunger for control is deeply connected to our fear of the unknown. And in the weeks and months to come, we're not gonna be people that does this perfectly. We're all going to have mishaps along the way. We will likely lash out at those around us. 
maybe you already have. As someone who's a big fan of control, I know my anxiety is high and sometimes my patience runs thin. But more than ever, we need to be gentle with one another and learn to forgive and let go. Fortunately, we serve a God who names us as God's beloved and proclaims us forgiven first. The psalmist says that God is abundant in mercy, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. God's love is unconditional. And God forgives us seven times 70, and then some. And as we have received that abundant mercy, we are called and encouraged to pour out that same mercy on others in our lives. And if that doesn't sit well with you tonight, that's okay. Perhaps you're at the beginning or somewhere in the murky middle of a forgiveness process. God meets you there. And as we wade through the wilderness of the process of forgiveness, we have a God who accompanies all of us along the way. And this forgiveness doesn't mean forcing the process or avoiding the complex emotions along the way. It doesn't mean neglecting justice, and it doesn't mean picking ourselves up by our bootstraps and relying on our own strength to force forgiveness to happen. Instead, forgiveness is about drawing from the deep well of God's abundant mercy and grace, as the psalmist talks about. It's about the freedom that comes when we loosen our tight grip and when we relinquish our need to control. It's ultimately a gift, both a gift we receive from God and others and a gift we give to ourselves and others when we find ourselves able to let go and release. Amen. So there is an author that I follow on Instagram and her name is Sarah Bessie. And she's put together a compilation of 40 simple practices for Lent. Um, and I'm going to leave one of those with you for today. That feels especially pertinent for the topic we talked about tonight. She encourages us to speak words of forgiveness out loud to ourselves for the thing we've been holding on to for too long. Be gentle with others. Be gentle with yourself. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.